0: Friends, what's up? I'll be back in October, seventeenth of October. La Rix is back, and so is David Francisco. I'll be facing Tristan Archer inside a cage in a cage match, which is insane as the first match back, but it's gonna happen because I got business to attend. And you should be there, seventeenth of October. La Rix is back, episode three, and David Francisco will be there. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great today on the podcast. A catch-up with Tate Mayfairs. It's a great conversation. But we talk a little bit about something that a lot of people don't know: the fact that he actually started training a long time ago. We talk a bit about that and the differences in when it comes to the size of the scene and how things were before and how they are now. We talk about that time that we met Sheamus in WWE superstar Seamus and how that came about, both him and me, in different situations, to be fair. And we talk about the time when he wrestled James Storm and the Invisible Man while he was tagging with the Invisible Man. It's insane. He's, he, he had a lot of insane experiences already. It's a really good conversation and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So let's jump into it. It's Tate Mayfair's in a catch-up here on the David Francisco podcast. Okay, Tate, the first thing that I need to ask you, which I think we've mm. never talked about this, is where <laughs> do you get your scarves? Ah,
1: you know, not always the same place. The first one was before I came back to wrestling. I, um, I played some gigs down in the southwest in Cornwall. We stopped by a car boot sale, and I saw this wonderful silky red and gold paisley scarf. And I had no use for it at the time, but I just thought, oh, I've got to have that. So I got it. And uh, lo and behold, it did end up being very useful later down the line.
0: You just got it because uh, you liked it? I love that. Yeah, man. I
1: just thought, oh, this, is, this looks divine. I love that. Um, didn't really have much use for it. But yeah, it obviously ended up being, being used later down the line. I got a pair of uh, like red and gold paisley gear and i was like ah that marries up i'll get that and then going forward i think the next pair of gear i got was blue and uh gold whatever and um someone i trained with was like hey i've got a cravat that is gonna match that gear perfectly and it just so did and uh yeah it's it's gone on from there basically
0: that's that's crazy man it's i thought that it would be like a choice because of wrestling but it wasn't it was just something that you had and you're like "Yeah, i'm gonna add this because it's gonna look good was this before or after jericho and ngf did their scarf things um it may have been
1: after jericho it may be his one was just like plain black right
0: yeah 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 so, the idea of a scarf
1: sure right um and and MJF was about, but he really wasn't what he's become, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't see it as a as an issue at the time. Obviously now there's there's some comparisons to be drawn, but uh, I think I pull it off better than him.
0: I think I'd be really annoyed if like I looked around and I'm like, oh wait, no one else is wearing a scarf, and I can't think of anyone that had the scarf. I guess uh-huh. Mr. Perfect had the the. the um, the towel, but but then right. like JBL kind of had the towel as well in another way. But no one, no one has a scarf. I'm gonna get the scarf, and then boom, six months later on national television in America <laughs> on on Raw, Chris Jericho <laughs> comes out with a scarf and be- makes that a big deal of his gimmick, and I'm like, well, guess I'm gonna have to go and look for something else. <laughs> that would yeah. be the worst. Yeah, uh, that'd be yeah, the worst, well, man. You know. I'm glad that I'm glad that wasn't the case. That's cool, man. Uh, you you were saying you uh, you um you had a a gig, you were playing a gig. So like so people cool. uh, maybe people don't know this about you. Like even though um like in the last few years you you've been getting out there a lot and getting and making name an for yourself, you were actually in wrestling and then left and then came back. All right, were you doing music in between? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, actually, I realized I haven't spoke about that
1: with many people much anyway. Yeah, so I, I, you know, same as everyone, loved wrestling ever since I was a little kid. I started training when I was 14 years old. Um, I found an ad for a training school in Fighting Spirit magazine, no less, back in the day. And um, yeah, I started, I, like, I started training when I was 14. Uh, wrestled up until I was about 18 or so. And um, at the time, British wrestling scene was entirely different man um there was like one show per week maximum maybe two shows a month you know when when was was this uh yeah my times lines are a bit scuffed but it's around like there was um the companies at the time you had like SAS wrestling you had uh LDN you had RQW real quality wrestling um IPW was still going, FWA, this time zone, like... Early um, 2000s, basically,
0: early early to mid-2000s, I guess. It's, yes, exactly that. Yeah. Were there still shows where there would be, like, fake Kane and fake Undertaker?
1: Yeah, yeah, really? absolutely. G- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it just didn't seem plausible, man. I, I mean, I remember um, I worked on a show, I, I was helping out, but still i worked on a show with Seamus just before he went over uh, and it was like a real big deal that like a british guy um went over to wwe you know same with paul burchill i was like wrestling when paul burchill was doing the f3 you know i just started about that
0: time i i didn't uh do it with paul burchill as in as in i think that when i started wrestling burchill was already in wwe but in uh-huh. portugal when i was a referee and like in my teenage years, right? Yeah. Um, there I refed a show. I didn't ref his match, but I refed a show that had Sheamus. Actually two shows. Oh, yeah. A couple of shows, yeah. And it was exactly the same thing. It was like it was promoted, he was promoted as Sheamus O'Shaughnessy before he goes to WWE. Come and see him live in in Portugal. I guess that like he already had the contract signed or it was already like promised for that. So it was around the And that same was a huge well. deal, wasn't it? Yeah, man, it, and it's it's like the idea, I guess. Like, so in Portugal, um, the the guy that was running these shows. To be fair, like I and I was a ref at the time. It was it was we're talking mm. two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, yeah, and I was really young as well, so I, I wasn't wrestling yet. I was training, and like I remember refing El Generico matches. I remember being involved okay. in shows with Raven and. Um, uh, Eugene Raven and Eugene had the silliest match I've ever seen live. I refed uh, Rob Van Dam and Les Kate. Um, nice. and, like all these people was like after they left WWE, where the idea of like having a guy that was going there, right? Mm. I, and then you were able to see him there and just see the establishment from that. It's the same thing with Pac in a way. Like I've known Pac for a mm. uh, long time because like he was in Portugal as well when I was refing still. Um, and, um, and it's really cool to like, ah, I, yeah, I, 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 I go, I went out with that guy in Barcelona once and we actually like, I uh, in speaking terms and stuff, just dropping names here. This became the, yeah, no, <laughs> no,
1: and it should be done <laughs> at it, the time. It's like, it's, you know, it's really cool to be in that position at the time when you are seeing it, the, I think the point I was going to make was like, although those two names, like I mentioned, like went to the WWE from the UK. They were like complete anomalies. Like the British scene was entirely different than it is now, and these guys, you know, you know, virtually what he did a pirate gimmick for a bit, and there wasn't too much more from that. And they're much bigger than you or I, Like they're, you know, mid six foots. They're you know 250 two fifty, maybe I don't know, good you know, good size. Yeah, I was you know 5'11", six foot, and you know not too big, and I was thinking. I don't know if I'm gonna actually
0: get over there. Do, given the to fact. do something, yeah. It's it's interesting right? how like that changed a lot. It's it's definitely. And obviously, like you felt that here in England. I was in Portugal, so like the scene is way smaller and I didn't have that like let's call that notion, right? Um, but that's still like what it was. It's just like, oh, you need to be a certain height they need to be a certain weight and it's all about the size and stuff and even at the time this promoter um, that's the thing that he would focus on even with the Portuguese guys right the, the guy who was the Portuguese champion was not the best wrestler or the guy that you knew could give you the best show it was the biggest guy the guy that you could the, the muscly guy that you could put on a poster um, and just sell muscles and sell yeah. the image of a, a wrestler I guess like things definitely changed a lot in the last 10 years which is for the the best just like for everyone like audience and wrestlers right i think Um, even at the end it's like it's healthier you know like the mm -hmm. new generation of wrestlers are healthier wrestlers not just because they don't go for crazy bumps and stuff but like you don't have the 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 (laughs) incredible like the steroids in the in the backstage The rampant, like hardcore steroids that you had used to have at the time that then had to be paired with painkillers, and just like, yeah, it's way safer. Uh,
1: Everyone's a lot more health conscious and a lot more athletically focused now, for sure. Absolutely, Absolutely. and you know, just the um, you know, I don't want to get into too deep, but you know, just some of the, the atmosphere and and things that happen, you know, backstage and in the community surrounding wrestling. Like, I know there's been some issues recently, but in general, from back then in Rest, like, to now is night and day, and it was not, a like, a you know, a particularly great place to be. Uh, so, like I say, when I weighed it all up and I was like, am I going to get out there? Is this something I want to, like, be involved in the underbelly of going into my further, you know, young adult life? I'm not sure. And at the same time, I was having, you know, success with music and things popping up there. And it just, I never made the decision to not wrestle, but the music kind of started to take over. And I got to give huge credit to people like, um, Pete Dunne, et cetera, that, you know, I wrestled on a couple of shows, well, I wrestled on a bunch of shows with Pete back in the day and he was all in on it, um. And look where he is now, you
0: know. Yeah. So, no, nah, yeah, I totally I see what you way. mean, and I, I guess that like you you kind of weighed both things, and music was way more appealing at the time, and w- it looked like a better thing to invest on than. than I think wrestling. it just happened, man. I think it just yeah. it just it transitioned, and then
1: just as equally, I finished up with uh, I went for a couple of bands and had some success, and then I finished up um, with one band. Um, we'd just done like a tour in France and we came back to England did a few more months of touring and then it was like I don't think this is going to go any further and as that all happened I had the opportunity to get back into wrestling and yeah I remember the first yeah I remember I did that first session back and the, the like riding back from that session I had a like the biggest smile i'd had for years like ear to ear like couldn't like the biggest cheesiest grin i couldn't i couldn't
0: stop smiling i was like that's oh. great man what did you do when you were in a band did you play in a specific instrument or was it uh predominantly singing so
1: okay um first yeah and then later on i was i um uh, singing and also playing bass at the same time
0: mm-hmm Man, that's that that must be like. Obviously, I've never been in a band or whatever, but um, but I I I'm not gonna say I'm a musician. I can play instruments and stuff, and it's like oh, yeah. the idea of like someone playing bass and and singing at the same time is is must sounds complicated because they're they they can be two different melodies. And then I think of um freaking Phil Collins playing the drums and singing it at the same time.
1: Oh my god!
0: How and how do you do it? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. Cuz you're yeah, a genius. Yeah, that's something that's, else.
1: I got to say it was a bit of a baptism by fire. Like I could play guitar, but a guitar you kind of there's there's a bit easier to play guitar and sync cuz it syncs up a bit better but bass yeah, exactly. you're playing a totally different rhythm and um
0: yeah, yeah I hear I, I never tried it but I like I can imagine how 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 hard it would be. Just it's like, just like, it's two right, different melodies in your mind. It must be, you just have to have a lot of experience, man. That's cool. I'm glad that like yeah. coming back to wrestling made you happy. And um oh. and here you are now, right? You've been, to be fair, like um you've been in the ring or like involved in shows that had like a lot of, of stars and future stars and stuff. I, I can think of, uh, I know that like wrestling league um gave you a lot of those opportunities as well um yeah. and you, you've been you've been like involved a lot with with progress backstage right now just uh dealing mm-hmm. with all that and um what are like what some of um, your favorite memories of like this run you've been getting in wrestling so far
1: oh oh um oh, one thing that comes straight to mind is uh wrestling a, a tag match against james storm um where we had... It's a bit, like, silly as well, but we had an Invisible Man. So it was actually a six-man tag. It was me, Corey McCrane, Invisible Man, versus uh, the Bruce, the Invisible Man, and James Storm. (laughs) 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 Why? In front of about, like, 20 people.
0: It was... Is this this, this in Ipswich? Is this at the... (laughs) you (laughs) in (laughs) Ipswich? And,
1: like... (laughs) (laughs) and um i'd had a match earlier that night that was all you know that was a hell of a lot of fun as well but i don't know they wanted this thing as this silly like you know round off go home bit it was yeah. kind of like a fun show you know it wasn't like a serious show
0: yeah
1: but yeah like i remember uh that was a lot of fun and i was being all professional about it and then when I was just before the curtain, before it, his music played, and he went out and went, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, now I'm wrestling James Storm. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's been a great... Speedball was a hell of a lot of fun. of being in tag and, and wrestled against him.
0: Man, I'm uh, I, I, I very much looking forward to, to wrestling Speedball at some point. Because I feel like I've seen him... Um, just the way he gets invested in, in matches and just wants everything to yeah. work out and just like his love for for doing wrestling. Just like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to work with that guy. You know,
1: absolutely, man. Yeah. And and like you say, like not even just working the same match as him, um, but you know, at a venue standing next to him and watching the matches is, yeah. He, like you say, he's so in love with it, invested in it. It's, it's, um, it's fun to be
0: around, isn't it? That must be great, man. Really good. Um, yeah. Any more?
1: Oh god, yeah. I don't want. To, I'm gonna sound like a name dropper, am I? But uh, no,
0: no, no, no I, I'm, I'm the one asking. Don't worry. Like blame me. I'm the. I've done my name dropping, and now it's your turn. Ah,
1: it's David, guys. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh. I tell you what. Char was. Uh, you had Shaw on recently, didn't you? Yeah. Um. I listened to the episode. Really good episode. Um. I actually. So when I was in wrestling before. Um. Yeah, trained with SAS wrestling and Shaw and the guy, great wrestler called Terry Frazier, who not mm-hmm. many people know these days, but man, a lot of people who are around at the time will always sing the praises of Terry Frazier. So it was Shaw, Samuels, and Terry Frazier were a tag team called the Cartel, and um, yeah, I used to, you know, watch Shaw back in the day and you know sell his merch and the rest of it. And then I finally got to wrestling this time round. I was like, oh all right, sure. Do you remember me? He was like, not a fucking clue, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, cool. Man. Um, but we ended up having a, uh, we ended up like, yeah, we got on well. And then we had this match and it was, um, it was for IPW at the time. And we're like, cool, right. We know what we're doing. And we went out there. I, I jumped in from behind like tore his jacket off and then he like starts fighting me back boom 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 punched me to the ropes and then whips me to the ropes as soon as I hit the ropes I just see ceiling and floor and I basically backflip all the way out the ring the ropes completely snapped off oh, really yeah more so than the rope it was actually the, the turnbuckle bit the th- that yeah so the actual so they couldn't even fix it back on so then we had to just completely call the rest on, on the fly from that point. And that was uh that was a lot of fun for all of those reasons. For getting to finally work with Shah, for having to completely change what we're doing um in the moment. And uh and yeah, it's th- a yeah, learning so experience.
0: Was- so it's just a learning experience, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. that like he was able to 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 kind of guide you around and you learned uh, learned a lot from that, which is cool. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I know at least one person does. Yeah, thanks,
1: man. I was like, hmm, what am I getting myself in for? So, uh, I had uh, um, so this, and I was like, yeah, no, you're actually really good at this, man. You've got the um, you sound it still sounds great, you sound very pro, it's really good, man, really well produced, everything
0: thanks man so uh just so people know uh we kind of arranged this before where i would allow him to name drop and take the blame as long as he would praise me afterwards that's the yeah that was the agreement here (laughs) how's this last few months been for you of course like obviously we haven't wrestled since march and and, Mm -hmm. like is it been good to like rest some wounds and stuff are you eager to go back in
1: eager to go in eager to go in man i was on such a trying to not swear i was on such a good role i felt personally um you know i was really fortunate enough like it was really kind a bunch of people in the in the industry i think brooks kind of kicked it off but like i had a bit of a shout out earlier in the year of people being like takes the man like he's got some good done some good things it was a
0: like a, a, a trend on twitter right or something like that where people were just like putting you over a lot, which was really cool. And it must felt great as well. And everything like there is, is true. Like it's, it's definitely earned the, all those compliments you're getting from people.
1: Bless you, man. Thank you very much. Um, it was, yeah, it was a, it was honestly like a really lovely day. And um, yeah, I felt, I felt all the momentum on side, you know, I was um, getting booked to Shard and Freud, getting booked at Riptide and, and like, you know, I felt like, and there was other news, which, but yeah, everything was going right. And then bang, you know, yeah. COVID, lockdown, ooh. Um, you know, I think we all went through it. And then uh, again, as an industry, like, you know, we've had some like, you know, horrible things that we've all dealt with. But I think out of the other side of everything, um, I've like, I feel right now, today, I feel fantastic, man. Oh, look at me using your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I feel really good. I've started, um, you know, I worked out the whole way through, but I've just started to really pick it up. I get up at 4 a.m. now and go for a run, and then I get my, my like work sorted and done, and then I go for another workout uh, later in the day. And, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of shoot fighting and like MMA and like Muay Thai from around the world. And... I've been practicing on the bag and watching loads of wrestling and yeah i'm just yeah i'm excited to get back in there and just fucking have it let's no, push we... this brit rest to a whole new level now
0: yeah man the one thing you haven't um you were talking about pushing it to another level that's definitely like uh, a thing uh, i think that if nothing else and i've said this here before um but like Uh, maybe people didn't hear it obviously um it's like it's at the end of the day it's going to be a better industry that we're going to go into and we need to make sure that it is and uh, there was like a lot of lessons learned from uh like the speaking out movement and stuff and then like with covid as well obviously like it made everything stop but also put everything in perspective you know Mm. um which, which helped us like realize um i think um maybe obviously obviously you have a different perspective because you were here before when things weren't in the boom that they are in now um and obviously like i've been wrestling since my or training at least since i was 14 as well and like i was in portugal so i kind of had a similar experience of being somewhere where you couldn't be like doing wrestling every weekend i think for a Mm. lot of people like the idea of uh not doing that every weekend kind of got lost Or, or you just get like it's just like you're living in the moment so you don't take time to appreciate so when it it's taken away from you absolutely. when it's back you're gonna- enjoy, you're gonna appreciate it much more
1: that's that's it absolutely like i I you know I see you know people coming into British wrestling now or even in the last like however long like five ten years I'm like oh man you don't fully realize how good this is right now um But I think, I'm not to say that they're disrespectful at all, I'm not saying that at all, but what British wrestling has become, like, just before COVID was something special. Yes, there's been issues, and thank God, in some way, that we've had this moment of nothingness and and silence for everyone to kind of reflect and, you you know, wash out the dirt. But, you know, I urge like wrestling fans and wrestlers that if you love it, then show it the love because if it becomes, uh, if it goes uh, backwards and becomes, you know, less of a spectacle less of a, you know, less shows, that's where all of the dark corners come back in and that's where all the real, real, that's where more issues lie, you know
0: you Absolutely. know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think you're, you're right
1: well, but you know the reason why things are so much more light on things now is because there's more attention on it right so yeah let's continue to like move forward with progressive mindsets and like with more light and attention on things and we can make something incredible in ring outer ring for the audience like front and back of the curtain and I truly believe that we can have something sick in this next year.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think it's gonna um it's gonna be very exciting what's gonna come in twenty twenty one. Uh I'm sure. And uh we'll uh, we'll be here to to bring it back up and to 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 like sort it out. Uh, you were talking earlier about all this training that you're doing now and how like you're you're very invested in it and uh, all the yeah. things that you're doing differently, right? There's one thing you're not doing though to get ready for what? it, which is getting ready for impact. You're not actually like bumping on mats in the gym. And right. tell yeah. me, are you dreading that first <laughs> move <laughs> that you're going <laughs> to take? You know, I had a there
1: um, was a mat on um it was on grass or concrete and I took a bump on it. Obviously it doesn't have the same give as a as a ring in the fact that it's just completely and utterly
0: solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I took that bump. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what's the worst is if, if it's like the effect of the first bump or the effect of like a few hours of bumps and then what happens to your body three or four hours later? You know that, um, that there's punch drunk, right? But there's, also, right. Sorry, but there's also bump drunk. And I really believe yeah. that like in the beginning when your body's not used to it, and I'm expecting for that to happen to all of us, uh, at least the first few times, is for all of us to like at the end of the day be punch drunk, you know, uh, sorry, bump drunk. Where it's yeah. like, we're just like numb and slow because our body is like, why did I just go through 50 crashes at 20 miles per hour what the hell just happened i tell you what man
1: i uh now you say it like i haven't gave it much thought but you know i would always there's always like certain little pains and ailments that you carry with you and they become like just your normal your regulars and i, I realized yeah there's like my certain like hip and shoulder are not there at all right now so I guess that time off has just allowed everything to like settle back a little bit more as it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to to build around those areas so that they they come back stronger, don't give us as many issues, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It won't be long before we're all hobbling again,
0: but um,
1: <laughs> I love it. I would complaining have when
0: we when we get out of cars after two or three hour drives.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs>
0: mate uh our time is running out um this has been really really fun um mm-hmm. any any thing you want to plug any last words you have
1: i just want to say um yeah i got my t-shirts on on the uh on the gear there it is um and i've got a4 prints on big cartel is it takemefares.bigcartel.com and um, yeah, they're cool. Take Mayfairz is the handle for any social media thing you can think of. And uh, yeah, I just want to send all my like fucking love and best wishes to absolutely everyone. You know, from production, from the wrestlers and to the fans. Yeah, I just wish everyone the best and I love them and I can't wait to see them all.
0: Looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to like continuing this conversation or doing this a few months from now again and backstage somewhere at a show. That should be fun. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really had fun with this catch up with Tate and I hope that you had fun listening to it as well. It's just really cool how we can just uh, catch up, you know, and uh, I can use this uh, podcast as an excuse to just talk a little bit with my friends and check up on them. And uh, you guys get to listen. So that's that's great. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't, please make sure you're following Tate Mayfairs. It's at Tate Mayfairs everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Maybe I don't know. Try it. Can you imagine him doing a TikTok? That must be great. And uh, follow me as well if you haven't yet. It's at Francisco underscore one everywhere. I'd love to have your follow. Also, I'd love to have your feedback. Please leave me a rating if you haven't yet. There's more podcasts like this one. If you haven't subscribed yet, then it would be great to have your subscription. And just let everyone know that you listen to this. Tweet us or uh, leave a Instagram story. That would be really helpful and that I really appreciate it. That's it for today, but the podcast comes back on Thursday with, uh, me. Talking about what's been happening lately in my life and, uh, I'll I'll update you on why uh, there wasn't a lot of podcasts last week and a new format of Learn the Ropes on Saturdays when I'm directly answering your questions. So I'm looking forward to that. Hope you give those a go and thank you so much for giving this one a go. I really appreciate you listening to this edition. Thank you so much and I'll talk to you next time.